I want you to put yourself. You just finished a a green smoothie protein shake, fresh off the Super Bowl win. What do you do? I I go for a little ass grab. Mm. I pull you up, real close. No room for Jesus. Just I'm sweating. Full tongue, quaking. <laughs> Welcome to another installment of Questionable Answers, where the questions are answerable and the answers are questionable. We've dug up some old equipment, just just random placed in the closet, and we've sort of built a makeshift studio here at NDSU. Hopefully, we don't get canceled on the first episode. Hopefully, we don't. I'm sitting here with Blake Vote. How are we doing today? My future father-in-law, Blake. Really? Yeah. You got a sister? Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't. And it's no, it's no coincidence because I'm also sitting here with Jake, who's my future son-in-law. It is a pleasure. It's a pleasure to be here, <laughs> as always. Pretty sure to be your father-in-law. Well, I'd have to marry your, 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 your daughter. Your daughter. Yeah, that's not. Oh happening. boy, <laughs> I don't oh, think boy. so. I don't think so. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. It's, it's gonna create a really interesting family tree. Those will be fun reunions. <laughs> Jake, you're gonna be there. <laughs> all three of oh, us. Oh, right on. Yeah. All, all three of us at a family reunion. Well, we'll think about like this, Blake. I mean, you see Hayden at the reunion. You know, you can give him a little nuggy, say how you doing, sport. You know, <laughs> yeah. how you doing, champ? Right on. I mean, right on. you've always been kind of a father figure to me, Blake. So that's it's, that's nice to know. Yeah, I can go full circle in about ten years. <laughs> ten years. That's how they used to do it in the medieval times, man. Yeah, that's, uh, that's not how we run around <laughs> here. <laughs> yeah. Try not to get canceled on the first episode. Now you make it. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, okay. This is. Some statements. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I mean, they are questionable answers, you know. It's the whole vibe we like to right. put out here. Right. It's, that was questionable. It, it was It was questionable, and I apologize. <laughs> uh, I just state my, my, apo- my apologies right now before. <laughs> You know, people take wind of that. Before we go any further. <laughs> <laughs> so how are you guys doing? You know, it's in our sophomore year of college. It's crazy times. Dude. Yeah, man. I'm doing great. Yeah. Um, Yeah, just taking it day by day, my man. For real. But uh, it's it's nice to be back at college, you know, working working towards what you want to do. And it's... Uh, yeah, it finally feels like we're starting to grow up here, you know? Yeah, dude, I feel it's that. It's refreshing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. We're living like, in, living in unprecedented times, you know? Yeah. Unprecedented. Can, can Joe you, Biden's president. I man. know. That's it's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> Never would have saw that coming. <laughs> in, in my 20 long years on this earth, I never thought Joe Biden would be president. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean... You know, for the sake of argument here, you can't take that one back and be like, I can never see Donald Trump being president either. That's you know? true. Yeah, that's, that's, that's true. true. It's, uh, it's definitely a new era of politics for us, but it's, you know, it's interesting. Yeah. A lot of old fuckers in office. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. You can be a comedian 
and be president. Yeah, dude, I kind of like that. Bill, and you can be senile and be president. Maybe Bill Burr. There are no limits. No limits. Bill yeah. Burr should run for president. He should. A comedian oh, in there. Right on. Nothing wrong with that. Mix it up. Kind of. Yeah. Sh- I think he's kind of short though. Mix up the landscape a little bit. Yeah, it'd be nice. That's beautiful. <laughs> Poetic. Yeah. Hayden's <laughs> just eyeing me up. What are you? What are you looking at? I'm just. I'm just enjoying. <laughs> looking in between these bars. I'm like. just enjoying the view, man. <laughs> Right Just on. enjoying the view. It's nice to be broadcasting to the people of Fargo. You know, we got to keep the language clean now. I think you're gonna have to edit a little bit. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> Put some beeps here and there. I already I'm, dropped one f bomb. I'm a little bit concerned, but it's gonna be what it's gonna be. That's all right. Exactly. Word. Yeah. <laughs> Word. Word. <laughs> yeah, dude. I woke up this morning. In my closet, I live in like a nine by eight foot room. I, I, I must nice. say, I, I I like what you did with the place. Thank you. It's very homey. It is, you know. I, is. I have my little twin bed right by the window. Oh. If it gets hot, I can crack that boy right open, roll over, do my homework. My desk is right there. <laughs> you cannot miss it. It's nice. It's homey. It's got all the necessities. Yeah, dude. It was it was built in like the 1800s, though, so I'm worried that it's haunted. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the ghost would be... More afraid of you than anything, yeah. you know. Yeah, dude. <laughs> you really. I yeah. mean, I'm a threatening guy. I'm actually working on the silverback gorilla transformation right now, and I'm trying to get my lats just like right. I want. I want right. my. I want my posture, and I. I feel bad saying this on air because I don't want to like embarrass the betas, the betas, but I want my pot. Like I want my posture to be like this when I'm sitting in class. Right, and I want my elbows to just be flaring, mm-hmm. <laughs> like a, like a salad. Like it's not even possible to touch your elbows. No, uh, no, uh, yeah. I'm right with you there. I mean, they see they see all this testosterone. They're not gonna mess with me, man. Yeah. Yep. They see they see me walking through the front door of the bar. They're not gonna mess with me. Yeah, you see a man with a thick <laughs> neck whose veins are. Pu- I mean, you're gonna be a little intimidated. Oh yeah. Yeah, man. Pull that head back. Really get. Really. Get Dude, I mean, I have a wide. Look at him. <laughs> Pray to God no one watches this. <laughs> I love it, man. Just recording right now. It's dude, it it actually blows my mind how easy it was to like come in here and record. Finagle your way in. <laughs> yeah, man. That is pretty awesome. They yeah, have dude. that opportunity to do so. I got that Hayden Weiss charm. Oh <laughs> yeah. Get that boy. Oh, they they, yeah. they look at me in the eyes and they're like, this guy. He means well. He's gonna he's gonna make some nice content for the community, brighten things up a little bit. <laughs> this gloomy Fargo weather. Yeah, dude, it's kind of brutal, but dude. But it's getting warmer, man. It's gonna be forty-five next week. Yes, it feels good. Hey, either you boys want to go hit the skate park on uh, Monday? I think it's supposed to be a nice day. What can you do hey, at the skate free. park, Jake? Oh, what can I do? Mm. <laughs> I, I've peaked at an ollie. Ooh, there uh, we go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my low moment would be skating by the STEM building, uh, a group of kids, and they looked really cool, unfortunately for me. They told me to do a kickflip. Um, I tried to do an ollie. I wiped out. It was brutal. <laughs> uh, but that was my low point. But the thing is, um, it's all uphill from there, you know? Yeah. Hey, you bounce back. You bounce back, man. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, you got to get that ollie down. You work in the kickflip. Oh. Nope. Pretty soon, you know, you're going to have a character on the Tony Hawk games. <laughs> That is the dream. That's how you know you've That's made it. That's when you took the words right out of my mouth. That is true. Right on. Right on. 
God, those games were so fun. I know, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tony Hawk's Underground. Yeah. Oh. The soundtracks were unmatched. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Those were good soundtracks. Dude, and speaking of OG games, NCAA. Dude. Coming back. Is it really? To, yeah. That's big the news. Console. Oh, right on. It is big news. That's big news. Dude, I'm, know, I'm sick yeah. of the copy and paste style of Madden, bro. I know. I think, okay, I this is a hot take, and some people may disagree with me, but I think Madden and games like it, 2K, and we used to have MLB 2K, but that's gone because MLB games are horrible. <laughs> but No, I, I'm with you, man. And, and It's lazy, bro. For me, it's it's like this. So it's... And it's not just limited to EA Sports, right? Mm-hmm. Although they're the massive culprit of it, it's, it's and it's not just limited to video games. You know, I I could compare EA Sports and, and Marvel all day, right? Oh yeah. They make games, and it, I mean, it's it's a quality enough game. It's easy to sit down and enjoy it, um, but it's the same formula year after year. Slight, you know, tweaks and changes and twists, just just to keep. You know, like, for instance, the difference between 2K20 and 21 is the shooting bar is slightly different. Okay. But the thing is, everyone has played Madden or has played 2K or owns it or, you know, on Marvel's side, everyone watches Marvel movies. It's like if you don't go and watch, you're out of the loop, you yeah. know? So it's it's a bit of a vicious cycle. And I think us as consumers, you know, we, we got to be holding these companies to a higher standard. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that being said, like there there is a time and place for a good old Marvel movie, um, but and I'm always gonna enjoy it in the theaters. Yeah. But I know with the resources they have, I think they could right. be they become more of a, more of a business than, you know than an art, which mm. is you know. It's, what do you mean by that? Just so copy and paste that? Oh, ab- absolutely. They seek yeah. profit over originality. Absolutely, they they uh, they have made uh, making a movie into uh, like a like a math formula. Right, All right. We have we have you know, um, this amount of action scenes with this much CGI with uh, this sort of a plot with these actors, and I can guarantee you we're gonna gross this much. You know, mm. but they're never gonna hit it out of the park, uh, except for Infinity War. But that that was a twist, right? Definitely. It didn't have the classic, you know, good bitter but bittersweet ending. It was just like uh it was kind of a brutal ending for Infinity War, right? Mm. Kind of hit you. It, it made me want to go back and see Endgame, right? And, um, you know, I I I honestly think that's that's the whole point of art is like it's, uh, you can take whatever direction you want, but, uh, it, as soon as profit becomes in the forefront of your mind, you're uh, uh it starts to get a little twisted, right? Mm. Obviously, you want to be able to do this for the rest of your life, you know, yeah. making art. But, you know, whether it's music or, or, or movies, these, these industries, these, uh, like, as far as, like, music goes, these uh, record labels, you know, they just try to squeeze as much money out of these, these artists as possible. It is sad to see. But what's great about today's day and age is there's men like you who can come to NDSU. <laughs> Thank you. Use the fantastic studio they got here. Yeah, and uh, boy, am I subverting expectations with this podcast. <laughs> Making great content. Just sinking ships. Right on. But, uh, right on. Yeah, dude, I, I agree with you. An interesting question I want to add, how do you feel the whole Joe Rogan experience played out? As soon as he signed that deal with Spotify, his you can't deny that his content did change, right? 
Okay, he didn't, I haven't he, been listening to a ton since he got to Spotify. Right, how that's has what I'm saying. Like, how has neither it do changed, I. in your opinion? Three years ago, he would have controversial guests on. Wait, and did, he would have, like, he would be extremely invested in pressing certain issues, I feel like. And then recently— did he get rid of the Alex Jones podcast? Sorry to interrupt. So, so that happened temporarily. Spotify claims that it was an issue with uploading them, and they put them back on there. But Spotify and Joe Rogan have sort of a weird relationship where Spotify—I mean, they have to be Joe's handler, you know, do you, some, uh, to some degree. Do you think he sold out? I think, I mean, obviously, yes. I would, too. A lot of money. $100 million, a lot of money. You can pay for your grandkids' grandkids to have a good life. That's a lot of, uh, you know, And he's cashing trips. in. Yeah. That's a lot of that's a lot of elk meat, a lot yep. of DMT. <laughs> yep. That third eye is as Wide big as open. his shiny forehead. That is a lot of hunting trips. Right on. $100 million. Right on. Yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting. But the thing is, like... Joe Rogan, like I feel like he's really put himself out there, and you can you can pinpoint pretty well his principles and what he is as a man. I just yeah. I have a hard time imagining him uh, giving Spotify too much control over his content. Oh, absolutely. But at the same time, I feel like, I mean, Spotify's got to have such a team of, uh, I don't know what the correct term, but like lawyers and whatnot, where they can just barrage him uh, and box him and in box him in. exactly, exactly, yeah. So I, I mean, who knows what's going on behind the scenes? But yeah, I don't know. How many episodes know. did Alex Jones have with him? Two or three? Couple? Yeah, and they all just got lost. Yeah, that's which a, is which is thing. fishy. Very it's like fishy. it's like that one quote: "Once is happenstance, twice is a coincidence, three times is enemy action." It's like that doesn't just happen with all three of Alex Jones's episodes, and then the Milo Yiannopoulos episode just gets lost too. So it's like, yeah, oh, I was just oh, sorry. Just yeah. couldn't get uploaded. Like, sure. Okay. Okay. So um, I go back and forth on this because it's like as Spotify, it's a private business, right? Um, they can do what they want. If they want to remove certain podcast like episodes and they're within their you know contract rights to do so, like they should be able to. But at the same time, um, I feel like these these media industries are should be held to a, a higher standard of um, allowing all sides of the conversation to show. Mm. Um, and I, I always go back and forth on that, right? Yeah. Because um, I'm, I'm a fan of, you know, free expression and letting things play out as they will. Right on. And just getting, giving people a chance to speak, whatever they're saying, you know, because the diversity of human experience is pretty large. But um, even if it's controversial, I think we owe them the opportunity to speak it. Yeah. That's one of Joe's big, like, principles, too, is, like, He'll have anyone on. They can speak their mind. He'll butt heads with them yeah. always, but, like... No, yeah, you're right on, Blake. I remember my first Joe Rogan podcast I ever listened to was... It, it was a very uncomfortable episode to listen to. It, mm. it was a guy who had gone through a lot of hardship in his life. Um, like, a lot, a lot. Uh, any, any more than any one man should, but... Uh, he had a very narrow outlook coming out of that. And Joe was really trying to change his perspective, uh, but this guy just—he wouldn't really budge. And it's very uncomfortable, but it kind of shows like this guy just will have pretty much anyone on the show, at least for, from what I've seen. And, yeah. and that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I don't even know. I think my first episode was Ben Shapiro. <laughs> <laughs> so you're you're just walking uh, into a just a shit show, right? Ben Shapiro is a controversial figure. Oh yeah. 
Do you think he speaks the truth? And that's why people are mad? I mean, or do you think... I mean, maybe most of the time. I think he's a little misled in some areas, but yeah. then again, I mean, he seems to have, like, lightened up on uh, Biden and AOC a little. His tone is just so, like, snide for me. Yeah. It's, it's hard to digest. And I know a lot of his viewers get a lot of, like, satisfaction in, like, yeah. his right. words. And it's, I don't... It's like the, that's the knowledge high I, ground. Yeah. You know, facts don't care about your feelings. Yeah. <laughs> That's a real. Yeah. Which, yeah, it's it's a weird. It's it. Things aren't always as black as white though as they seem to seem to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's sort of my thing with uh, Ben Shapiro is, as far as what I've seen, he probably does speak a lot of truth. Um, but the thing is, like, uh, you do need an element of empathy, and sympathy, which uh, doesn't really seem like he has. So it almost doesn't matter sometimes if you're right or wrong. It matters, you know how human nature is going to react to said situation, right? Yeah. Um, and so, I don't know. I think he plays an important role regardless in today's politics. Uh, you yeah. need strong figures on, on both sides of the of the issue. Um, but I think everything comes down to balance. You got me in the middle, but it's 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 tough. Mm. Definitely tough. Uh, it almost seems like today we just get more and more polarized, which is it's unfortunate to see. But, you know, we sit down and have conversations like this face-to-face. I think that's key. Face to face is everything. Oh, yeah, because you can read someone's this is and this is interesting, too, because I think there's this there's this uh, Russian podcaster named Lex Friedman, who I follow. Mm, He's on Joe Rogan. Yeah. And he and he started his own podcast. And his goal is to have Putin on his podcast. Oh, God. No and way. Yeah, eventually. That'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and he, his whole philosophy is, you know, face to face. And he wants to be able to, like, sit down with Putin and try to read the man in front of him and see if he. Because you can kind of do that. Like, I can kind of get a gauge. Do you think you could get through to, like, a guy like Putin? I think. Cause the, okay, so I, I think some of these politicians are just. They're under so much of, like, uh, scrutiny and they have such a shell around him. Like, I. Yeah, that would be so difficult. I don't think Putin's going to allow himself to be vulnerable. Right, yeah. right. Ever, but that reminds me of a J Cole uh, rap bar. Dude, uh, let's hear it. Uh, Spit uh, that bar for hold us. Hold on, let me think. Yeah. It's I don't want to meet with the president. I just want to talk to the man. Wow. Uh, that's, yeah, uh, that's I forgot what that's song that's one. off of, but that oh, right on. That's neighbors. Yeah, that's neighbors, dude. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a good song. For your eyes only, that's a great album. That is oh, a good yeah. album. It grew on me a lot over time. Yeah, man. Deja Vu. Mm. Mm. The end of Deja Vu, bro. That, that brings me to a special place. Dude, yeah. even the beginning of Deja Vu, I absolutely love. Yeah. Oh, man. Gosh. That guy needs to drop some. Oh, he is. He's working on Lewis Street. Oh, perfect. He is? Oh, yes. He, he oh, dropped man. a man. And this is what I love to see. Is he, he dropped two songs, and he's like, I wanted to give you guys a little sneak peek, but... There's no really date for the album. Uh, I'm just going to take it as it comes, and when it's ready, uh, I'll put it out there, you know. And there's Kanye, who baits the... <laughs> <laughs> he just doesn't stop. <laughs> you know, the man makes great music. J. Cole's a special figure because I feel like he is... Him and Kendrick are the last of their kind because they're very heavy lyricists. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And... I just think they're ultra genuine. I feel yeah. like and very poetic, but yeah. also just like damn cool. Yeah, so cool. Yeah, oh, gosh. J Cole's always telling a story too. Oh, every yeah. single song. Oh yeah, 
like snow on the bluff that was after oh, the whole crazy. summer do you want to explain to the people what snow on the bluff was snow on the bluff i think that was after all the riots and george floyd and stuff and he was talk it was like it was from the pers- it was almost from his perspective but he was talking about a young woman mm-hmm. and she was she's angry about all this stuff that's going on and part in the song he like runs into someone and he the guy says thanks for like everything you do but he feels fake because he he thinks he's not doing enough he's like this big figure that's supposed to be out there like trying to help the people but he he still feels like he's not doing enough and that's the question you know these people are famous because they're advocates for the people you know but it's like and they're and they're trying to be held accountable to that but they still have some liberty to speak their minds and act the way they want. And what got them famous isn't necessarily the bylaws that they have to adhere to in the here and now. I think that's what would happen with J. Cole. <laughs> there you <laughs> have it, folks. A little philosophical on us <laughs> there. That's what we do here, you know? Getting crazy out here. Getting a little Jordan Peterson on us. Oh. Yeah, J. Cole is one of those guys where it's – I, the reason I have so much respect for him is because, like, uh, he, he he's a man who can set aside his bias and kind of just see reality in, in humanity for what it is. And so, like, these, these, like, stories that he raps about is, they just seem so genuine, so raw. And uh, I think he's a man that's really willing to question his perspective and, and change it. And, mm-hmm. But then at the same time, like, I honestly think he's, like, a wise guy based on you know what he says um especially with snow on the bluff too like that's such that's such a good image is like snow which is like white and pure and like soft and fluffy and it's sitting way up high on the bluff looking down on everybody and that's a lot of people exist like that today wasn't that like you might know this snow on the bluff that was kind of after a movie right or am i wrong i can't remember okay Okay. I want to say it, it is. But yeah. Can you look that up for me, buddy? Thank <coughs> yeah, you. Yeah. No worries. <laughs> Jamie, Jamie, can you look at that for me? <laughs> I, I love how, like, self-aware this podcast is. <laughs> we're, we're a podcast talking about other podcasts. It's meta, bro. It's, podcast meta. Podcast. it's a podcast this, within a this podcast. This is a meta culture, though. We're a very meta culture. Oh, yeah. It's awesome, though. How do you feel about the culture at NDSU specifically? NDSU specifically? Um, very. It's it's kind it's, of an open it's question. It's tame, though. but it's it's fairly diverse, I think. Mm. Um, and, and not diverse in the way you'd think, but uh, it's more just like we. I mean, we have a lot. Of, we have a lot of. Uh, you know, like okay, it's like farmer, a huge farming community, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but then you have like a lot of tech coming in. Um, and then we also, you know, we have great sport. It's, it's a lot of people that are very gifted in a lot of certain areas all coming to Fargo, right? Yeah. Um, and I think that's why we're almost, like, tamer than other campuses. Uh, like, for instance, like, Grand Forks. Like, they live it up in Grand Forks. They have a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think a lot of people here are more uh, focused on – you know, long term rather than short term, which isn't necessarily right or wrong. It just is what it is. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think it's hard to find your niche here because it's especially right now during a pandemic going to school in Fargo, North Dakota 
it's isolated. Man. It's a wasteland yeah. out here. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's a, that's <laughs> well, how I feel. It's almost really. like a, like a blank canvas. I yeah. think people oh, like yeah. there's a lot of potential, and it does feel yeah. like a frontier. But during those six months of winter, oh, brutal! It is brutal. <laughs> Make sure you're taking your vitamin D. <laughs> yeah, it, it feels like the wild west out here. Like it's just nothing, just nothing out here. You go to class and you see like five people. Everyone's online. No one wants to go to class. It's freezing cold. It's like I like I go to class. I got like maybe six people in my class in person. You actually go to class? I do go to class wow. I, in person. Oh. Yeah. Look at that. Obviously, you two don't. <laughs> <laughs> More of a you high know flex me so man. well. <laughs> yeah, high flex. Do you see uh, the old dean? He said that he wants to return to the classroom next semester. Really? Yeah. He's he's hopeful. My brother got the vaccine. Did he? He's a uh, essential really? worker. Is he? he? Works, what does he he's do? a nurse. Oh, there for we go. Old, for the elderly. My older brother. Oh, I keep forgetting you have an older. Don't you have a si- you have a, have a, a younger brother too, right? Yeah. And a sister. Yeah. There you go. You're piecing it together. So I got yeah. I so got your an brother's older a nurse. What type of nurse? He's a hospice care nurse. So he like oh. visits old people. Wow. This so is he was in the thick of it for. This COVID. is something interesting he tells me about working yeah. in a field like that. He says like psychologically for him it's extremely interesting because and i can't speak on this as well as he can but he says just by being around all these old people you start to become like you act like the people you're around and so like he like and he's around people with dementia and with like and they're like old elderly people and he's like he starts to like assimilate to that weird culture and he like forgets weird things and he's not like a forgetful oh, dude. Weird. He's just like, yeah, isn't that a, just so weird? Yeah, that's pretty like powerful. Creepy. That's pretty powerful, actually, because yeah. like uh, it testifies like you want to be able to surround yourself with people mm-hmm. that are gonna push you to be better. Uh, but something I've definitely learned is um, you can't just focus on that. You also have to focus on bettering those people around you. Yeah, it's it's a twofold equation. You know, it, it's it's super cheesy, but pass it on you know yeah um that's crazy about your brother man yeah is that wild that, that'd be like he, he'll be able to say you know 40 years from now like the great pandemic of the 20s i was in the absolute <laughs> thick of it yeah man <laughs> if he comes down with dementia in 10 years we'll know why yeah we will socialization yeah. that's crazy so like should be like a psychological we should, study. Study. we should run a study yeah we should capstone get him hooked up yeah, <laughs> yeah that'll like, be that'll be your capstone you can switch to psychology <laughs> yeah I got um, one foot in everything, man. So was your did your brother like? He have to be super careful. Like, was he back home when this was happening, or? Uh, yeah. Did he have yeah. to be super careful around like. Yeah. Being well, with you guys. Some okay. So here's another interesting little tidbit about the nursing scene. It's a lot of women, and it's a lot of women with emotional, emotional. Mm, they they're very caring people but they also in return they have a lot of like emotional needs i guess and they party a lot so they would like go out and party and get covid and like spread it in the nursing home and they had to like shut down like a few times like just completely Jeez. lock everything up that's str- really yeah yeah wow yeah that's the thing being stuck in that like you're if you say you're a nurse during this whole pandemic it's like no one's really supposed to be going out and like partying, going to the bars and stuff, because you could spread COVID. But like, you're stuck running these like 12, 16, 24 hour shifts, and it's like you need to like relax. You need but there's an no yeah. time, mm. and you just you just you wake up, 
go to work, come home, go to bed, and you just keep doing it. It's we're, we're what are we in like? This is like a year since this started, pretty much. Oh, absolutely. I have a question for you boys. Let's this hear is something it. I've wrestled with quite a bit. Um, okay, so I try to be a man of principle, and one of my principles is, uh, you know, we live in America. Uh, you should be able to do what you want as long as it doesn't negatively affect other people, right? Mm-hmm. So with COVID, it was super weird, right? Because it's um, there's all these services and whatnot where if you don't want to get COVID or go out or spread COVID to your family, you can stay home, right? Um, and if you do want to go out and operate your business and whatnot, I also thought you should be able to do that. However, like the big drawback is these n- hospitals could not manage the numbers they were getting, mm. right? Yeah, the so whole where, issue is we couldn't overrun our medical our medical infrastructure. Right. So, so where do you where do you draw the line there? Right. Mm. Do you do you trust the you know the, the big man upstairs? No, okay, that sounds like God. The government. <laughs> um, big brother. <laughs> yeah, big brother is watching. Always. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> everywhere in here. I like that. So meta. <laughs> um, this is a dream within a dream, guys. Dude, <laughs> it really is surreal. It's surreal. It is. I don't know. I don't know who you trust. I mean, I mean, the government tells you one thing, but it's like no one here likes the government. Yeah. I mean, no one in this country likes the government. It doesn't matter who's running it, really. Some people like the government. But even then, it's like they hate they the people that are in it. Yeah. Which is like, that is that is the government. But it so is a like, necessary evil. Yeah. Right. I think it needs to be cleaned up, though. How do you go about doing that? Get rid of the old people. It's like all it's <laughs> that okay. That sounds a little bad. Let it cut That's through the dead wood. <laughs> Just let it. Yeah, drain the swamp. Torch it down. Drain the swamp. <laughs> the swamp. The old people. <laughs> the corrupt. But that, but that's the, the thing. old money just that, sitting in accounts. I think I think what we need to do is get rid of the lobbyists, because I mean they're paying these politicians to pass these laws just so they can like get a bunch of kickbacks and a bunch of money, and they're how are they millionaires, working a public office? Right. Okay. Um. So I I agree with you about the lobbyists, but um. So uh, I can't remember where I heard this, but it's sort of like a chicken or the egg dealer, right? If you don't give the government enough power to um, give certain advantages to, you know, businesses they might have a stake in through these lobbyists, right, then the lobbyists are rendered useless, right, if you understand what I'm saying. Um, So the way I see it, it's almost like we have to be more um, aware as just like, you know, base-level citizen keeping the government in check but you know the, the lobbyists are so big and they're so powerful it's how do you fight that yeah i think i was, I was you guys you guys aware of like the GameStop, uh amc oh, oh, yeah. oh man that oh was yeah wild. that was we gotta we gotta write how, about how that. acorn <sighs> is that acorn what are your opinions about wouldn't let you buy yeah. Right. oh yeah no i i was uh i was invested in this time and robin hood uh you had money in oh, i did robin hood i did and i like um this was something where it's like, I'm gonna go in and I I expect it to go to zero, just because the odds of a bunch of redditors being able to beat these hedge funds and the SEC because it is it is the people versus the the, the, the SEC is extremely corrupt. But that's a whole other thing. Um, 
the the odds of us beating them per se uh, is going to be low, right? Because mm-hmm. we there's no really strict uh, leadership in, or uh, con- continuity within the Reddit world. Um, but with that being said, there was always a chance of it happening. Mm. Um, so Reddit or, or Robinhood, rather, the this ext- extremely popular uh, uh i don't know if you call it a broker or just uh yeah it's just a really a system that like average people use <laughs> exactly and it's free right they like they don't take any commission free but it's it's one of those where it's like if you're not the if you don't buy a product you are the product so uh, basically Robinhood just sells your information these hedge funds um like oh. your trading patterns and whatnot which it makes sense they have to make a profit somehow and if you go into it knowing this like you should go into it knowing this right um, you know, a business can't operate for free. So I, I was fine with it. I don't care if, you know, Melvin Capital knows, you know, how many sh- shares of Tesla I, I buy. <laughs> you know, I'm just a man from Fargo. But um, they, the, 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 a couple days after the, was supposed to be like the initial kind of like mini squeeze where GameStop went from like, it was like $20 all the way up to 480 right? Uh, a supposedly thought brick and mortar, you know, dying company. It had been a meme in the for the past year. GameStop, mm. um, four hundred eighty bucks. So it went up an exponential amount of money, right? Um, because uh, and then Game or Robinhood only allowed you to buy like one share of GameStop like the next day, and then after that it was like five shares, and then ten shares, and uh, there's a lot of speculation about what was going on. First off, it was, I mean, Robinhood was not going to have enough money to be able to pay these people that had shares of GameStop because it was so absurdly high, right? Mm. So that's problem one. Problem two is who knows who which major head fund players are tied up in Robinhood, right? Um, so it's one of those where it's like you expect the SEC to step in and be like, this is unfair, this is not right, this is illegal, bottom line it's illegal uh but i mean that's just not going to happen so it's it's a weird situation like what can you even do to begin cleaning that up because who, who like who's going to hold the sec in check yeah who's accountable at the end of the day and they have to do something and they can't generate the money right right yeah um and there's so much false news floating around um it was crazy like these uh these hedge funds started advertising that uh, just on the news that like redditors switching from GameStop to Silver, <laughs> as if it was like some sort of a hot take. That was a meme, I thought. Right? I saw that on TikTok. It wasn't me because it got exposed so quickly. No one was switching to buy Silver. Yeah. These hedge funds were long on Silver, just would have helped them out, right? Mm. But they're trying to, uh, you know, just uh, put out the false news and uh, from a position of like the media being on your side. Right, as if they were being impartial there. Is there a fair way to play that game so the little guy can win? Because hundred percent. I thought it was Robin Hood, you know, and I, I think the concept that people can sort of band together and compete against hedge funds who have always won in the past. Yep. Yep. Is something that's cool, but um, it, it, I don't even know if it can be done really. Right. Um, given this information, it's it's tough. Because all these, I mean, there is just, there's so much this story. It was unreal. I don't know how, how much you want to spend on this, but it, it, it's, you need to be 
much more aware than you think um just going on any sort of media mm. uh it's it, it was really unfortunate to see because even like the wall street bets subreddit where all of this started shortly after that first mini squeeze with gamestop all the mods that were running wall street bets got banned and these old mods from like two years ago that have been active in ages took over the subreddit and then just started perpetuating all all sorts of loads of BS. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's like, well, where can I? What, what can I tap into to get some, you know, some truth? And that's the thing. It's it's tough because now all these media outlets have uh, these third party voices and uh, forces coming in at them. So it's it's weird. And that's why you know I'm just I'm a believer in this you know face to face type dealio. Yeah, it's, you can't beat this. It's the only way I feel like you can do business in in some regard you know because doing it it's so hectic that's i want to ask you about that how do you feel about playing that the game of stocks going forward given the robin hood fiasco um is there what are you doing specifically are you are you worried about major fluctuations in prices well uh that absolutely so it's kind of twofold to that um I mean, our, our, our uh, so there's like our there's stocks and, and then there's like the economy, mm. and typically in the past those have been, you know, they line up and correlate somewhat. Right now, uh, something like sixty percent of all money that's been printed was printed in the last year, right? Um, our our economy fundamentals are not looking great, uh, but our stocks have never been higher. So down the line, will us as adults pay for this? Yeah, <laughs> we will. <laughs> when is it going to happen? Nobody knows. So if you sit on the sideline just waiting for this drop to happen, I mean, you're just mm-hmm. you're losing out on so much opportunity. People who have had no investing experience that started investing in March or April after the crash, it was free money, loads of free money. So many people became so successful over well, successful made a lot of money overnight uh, just because they seized this one opportunity. But it always goes back down, and that money is going to be lost somewhere, right? It's right, because the, the stock market is it's you versus everyone else playing the stock market, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so it, for every winner, there is a loser. You're exactly right with that. Um, so the bottom line is you have to make more winners than losers and manage your losers, right? Mm-hmm. Um and with that being said, the, the stock market over time tends to go up, right? So that's why you can throw all your money into S&P 500 and make, what, 7% year after year? Um, but, I mean, you have to if, – if you're not um, making your – money is not something to be scared of. It's right. something you want to put to work for you, right? Mm. Uh, so – I think it is important that, right, the stock market is definitely not perfect. You know, SEC is pretty corrupt. There are these hedge funds that kind of um, play the game by their own rules, right? I mean, you look at 2008, that was banks. Like one guy went to jail for that. And, and that was one of the most just abhorrent times in American history. Um, but it doesn't mean you have to stand on the sad, sidelines, you know? Mm. You can still play for yourself. And I, I think that's important. Sometimes I'm afraid of like just personally 
placing a lot of like emotional attachment on money just because you hear stories of you know the stock market crash that caused the great depression a lot of people on wall street committed suicide because they couldn't that's why it's so important man yeah people became uh a lot of people like just you know slipped into depression a lot of people committed suicide a lot of people so many people lost their businesses and money right um and there was you know almost nothing that could be done about it from the citizen side of it right there is just it was the 2008 was like it was these bonds that were being sold that were advertised as like high quality bonds where all these people in these living in these buildings are going to pay you back Uh, like they're going to pay the tenants and then you'll receive you know a portion of whatever the tenants made uh, because you're investing in them and whatnot um and then these, you know, these like B and C level bonds, which are not so good. Yeah, they're more risky. You don't know if you're ever going to see that money. They're being advertised as like AAA plus bonds. So it wasn't AAA, it was AAA plus. So you oh. almost think it's better, but they're by far worse. So it's just the verbiage that people yeah. use to pull the veil over the common man. Yeah. Have you seen the big short? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's two, <laughs> two guys or two, if I was like two or three people that looked into it. And that's why I'm saying you have to be so aware with this stuff is you really have to, you have to dig and dig and dig. And, and, and the, uh, the part about that that's tough is you don't know if you're ever going to see any dividends, you know, digging that deep and putting that much work into, uh, you know, looking at something like that. But they dug and dug and dug and they found the info and they knew that this was going to go belly up and they made loads of money. Uh, shortening the whatever basically the economy then do you think so I I gotta ask you a question I gotta go here the wolf of wall street (laughs) it's a it's a great I feel like it's a really interesting portrayal of the psychology of someone working on wall street because what they're looking to what what are what that game has created is like this wolf that's that seeks exploitation do you think that's true Oh, do you absolutely. Think, absolutely. Do you think it 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 takes a toll on your nature to play that? that to play game? the wolf. Yeah. Or do you think it's it's something that you should aspire to? Aspire to? Absolutely not. Okay. Um. I. Th- I even though, it, even if it gives you it millions looks of awesome. dollars, it looks awesome, yeah. dude. Yeah. Uh. You know. Doing lines of coke and uh, <laughs> at strippers, like, <laughs> being like a young man, they're like, "Whoa!" Like these guys are living the high life, you know, just doing what they want. It, it was their playground, and you know, we were just living in it. Uh, but the amount of compromise you have to make to your morals and principles to do that sort of stuff is, I mean, it's it's bad. It's mm. it really debases you. Yeah, and when I think about like Hayden Weiss, I want. I want my money to be an externalization of my influence for sure and what I want to do, but I don't want it to let, I, I don't want it to change my judgment or change my decision-making. And, and for the stocks at Wolf of Wall Street, like the penny stocks that they were, they were trying to get people mm. to, to go in on, 50% commission. they were ripping a lot boys. of yeah. people, a lot of people off and they were just oh, yeah. regular people oh, yeah. to get the, that lifestyle. So it's, you know. Yeah, nothing, that, nothing can be yeah. created or destroyed. It's just transferred. Yeah, exactly. You know, you're just pushing the consumer down. Yeah, I mean, you're just pushing the little guy down, and then, I mean, they're just gonna hate you for it. And that's what I thought the the Reddit thread was so cool because it was it was, it was a chance cool. that you could beat the hedge fund, could punch up, bump yeah. our weight class. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, but what's cool though is nowadays, with the internet, you can teach yourself just about anything, man. Uh, you. 
you can become well versed in stocks and economy, these fundamentals, these terms, and these like technical analysis just by doing like a you know a YouTube series. It's like ten videos long. You know, um, you can teach yourself so much of this stuff, and, and that's where we sort of get an advantage. Uh, is the common man can educate him. So there's not much the informational divides that used to be absolutely massive are shrinking and shrinking day by day. Mm. Um, and I, I personally love to see that. Um, yeah. Yeah. That was great, man. Oh, thank you. Thank <laughs> I, you. I learned a lot. <laughs> <laughs> 2020 and leading into 2021, definitely the year of the people, I think. Yeah. I think they the times they been, are a change. Yeah. Been they, loving 2021 so yeah. far. Outside office being removed from Netflix. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. it's tragic. We got to make compromises here and there. Yeah. Dude, Jim and Pam may have the best just chemistry I've ever seen on screen. When I when I look at them interact I'm like they're in love. Honestly, not, honestly I'm not that big of a fan of the office. Why are you that? a Parks and Rec guy? No, I don't like Parks and Rec either. Is is the humor just is it too advanced? I got oh god. Oh, this guy. This guy. This guy's a god among men over here. <laughs> what, what, what kind I of watched, show I love like, this guy. What I love kind of, this guy. Hey, what, what's a show? A, you're coming home from a long day loading boxes onto a truck. You're coming home. You're you're unwinding. You're sitting on the couch. You're having your your eight eggs. <laughs> you're getting yoked. What am literally. I watching? What are you watching? What's, good, what's a show that's going to make you laugh? I'm not. I don't know if I. I don't like shows that make me laugh. Really. What? You're more of a. I like. Uh, a, I like a little comedic relief. But. Yeah. It's just too criminal much. Criminal Minds. No, I hate those shows. Oh, those man. shows suck. I'd watch like Westworld. Oh. Or. Uh, Is that an HBO show? Yeah, it's an HBO show. Oh, I see. That's good. Um, that was on Netflix for a bit, wasn't it? Or am I tripping? I think so. Have you seen True Detective? Yes. With with the only the season with Matthew McConaughey. I will not watch any other season. Matthew McConaughey. You kind of remind me of that Woody Harrelson guy. <laughs> You're kidding. <laughs> no, that yeah, guy? I'm, 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 I'm messing. I should be Rush Cole. I should be Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, he's he's great. Damn right. <laughs> but, you, yeah. I don't, I'm not watching any, like... I did watch The Office. I think I watched... How many seasons are there? Nine. Nine? I think I watched maybe but four But really only seven. You you stopped at four or five? That's when it... Yeah, I got like to, the like... Peak of the... I got to, like... I, once I hit, like, after four, I was like, I'm kind of bored of this what, humor. What would you say, like, your sense of humor is? Dark. Okay. Dark humor. I that was kind of like... Like, I mean, it's always sunny? Does that make you laugh? No, I don't like that show either. Have you seen, um... You, you, would you, do you like Rick and Morty? Yeah, I have. Oh, a, we have an intellectual. Oh, yeah. yes. Have you seen uh, the Pickle Rick episode? I have oh. seen the Pickle Rick episode. <laughs> well no, done. Well I think, done. I think my favorite scene out of that was he hands Morty the gun when they're running from the mosquito guys from the Federation or whatever. Mm. And he, he's like, they're not real, Morty. They're not real. And he shoots him. Oh. Call my wife. I'm like, I thought that was hilarious. Yep. Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean the the community around Rick and Morty is one thing, but the show itself, just take it for what yeah. it is. It is awesome. That's a great show. I have not watched the new season yet. Mm, season four? I don't know what it is. Season three or four? I think it's on. I think we're on four. I think the last episode I saw was Rick got locked up, or maybe that was mm. the last. Maybe that's season two. I have no. Do you idea. know what gives me goosebumps in that show? What? When Evil Morty gives his speech. Oh yeah. Dude, that was crazy. That was a game changer for me, man. What happens? I haven't seen it. Do you want to do a little, a little, uh, you know? He's wee- gonna have to do a little bit spoiler here. Spoiler alert! Wee- wee- oh yeah, spoiler alert! All right. Uh, do, yeah. do your, do your best uh, Morty impression. <laughs> Let's hear the monologue. Morty. 
know about this little Rick. <laughs> Goddamn Morgie. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need to go to school. <laughs> yeah. I love it. it. It's it's just it's Morty, you know, the beta guy. That it's a clone of him. And he's just on the side the whole time and then he just it, everything comes together at once and it shows he's completely in control and he gives this just cold speech. Wow. And it's like it's it's almost like mafia vibes. You're like, dang. Wow. Doesn't he have like Everyone that's not in agreement with him executed at that table, too? Yes. Yeah. Like, shut out. I think they got, what, like, jettisoned out into space. Yeah. And it's like, it's like he goes from, like, this beta character that's just, like, really weak, and he just turns into, like, this almost, like, Adolf Hitler-type figure in that Wait, universe. is it still Morty, or is it, like, a clone? It's a, it's it's a, a clone, clone of Morty, because there's, there's, like, oh. infinite Ricks and Mortys. Right. Because there's infinite... Universes. Universes, right? But all the Ricks are smart enough to figure out how to channel these infinite universes right so they all meet up at this like citadel or something where oh, it's yeah. all just ricks and mortys um and, and the mortys are always you know uh betas to the ricks but uh this one morty is like in charge of all the ricks so it's wow yeah, right? he's an outlier they're always cucks <laughs> <laughs> i love it well you're gonna said. you definitely well have said. to edit this podcast <laughs> Throw that on the radio. <laughs> this is possible for viewers like you. Mm. you. PBS. <laughs> wow. You, you watch? You probably like mafia movies, Blake. You like mafia movies? I have not watched a lot of mafia movies. Goodfellas. I haven't seen Goodfellas. Scarface. I, I really do. You would like Goodfellas. I want to watch Scarface. You were, dude. Those are. Fantastic. I think the last time I saw Scarface was with my uncle, and I was like five. Mm. Oh. That'll make you grow up real quick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's probably why you are the way that you are. Probably. Yeah. Messed me up good. <laughs> you guys ready to get in some questions? Oh, yeah. Let's hear them. Uh, let me just... Let me just some questions. Let me just uh, pull let me just, them up. Let me just here. rip Tinder quick. Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, let's get some live commentary to Tinder. Rip Tinder on the pod? Yeah, yeah, dude. Let's hear it. Dude, I, read oh, the name. Give me a description of the of you, the girl. You got to read your bio I gotta, I gotta first. Find a, oh, you want to read my... Oh, What's my bio? bio is awesome. This is going to be great. Uh, the first part of my bio... Uh, those red flags look pretty green when you're a five-two brunette, and then my <laughs> the second part of my bio. <laughs> this is even better. The second part of my bio. I don't chase women, but if you've got nipple piercings, I might jog a little. Dude, that's pretty clever. I like that. Both of those have gotten me like ten, I, ten messages. That from is, girl first. that's genius. Did, did they have nipple piercings? Yeah, they did. Yeah. Did they show you? No, sadly. Oh. Well, I, I like didn't really like message them that much after. Oh. You gotta play it cool. Yeah, I was like, I was like, that's hot. <laughs> I just like moved on. Oh, okay, Blake, tell me if I'm right here, or tell me how much you vibe with this. I am just a guy who swipes on Tinder, occasionally messages, but almost never meets up with a girl from Tinder. Oh no, I've never met up with anyone from Tinder. Why not, dude? You gotta, you gotta get your, you gotta get your toes wet. Maybe Pe- else people on even. People on Tinder well, that, don't. You're a Tinder success story. Yeah, you, you are. Go. I'm. I'm gonna be on a commercial one day. You probably should. You know. But I honestly, it worked for me. <laughs> people on Tinder are not like looking for a committed like thing. They're not even looking to like meet you. They just want to like. They get that little attention. This is what I like it too. They're gone. It's kind of like thrift shopping. You know, you're gonna find a lot of garbage, and maybe a few things that you'll wear like once a month. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> that any way you like. <laughs> <laughs> if oh, you're, of wisdom. If you're looking to like actually meet up with someone, you're going on Bumble for sure. I've had lo- I had a long conversation with one girl on Bumble, but is that, she, is that you what the girls Bumble? message first? Yeah. Yeah, they have to. 
Oh. Does that change the landscape? Not really. I feel like you get oh. a lot of alpha women. You, hey, guys, uh, check it no, out. you would. You wouldn't think so. You Immaculate. get. You get a lot of. You get a lot of haze, and then you respond, and they never respond back. Interesting. So it's like, but I did have, I had a couple girls that long conversation. That's cute. Mm. And then. Uh, Alarm doesn't go off. Now we're talking. Oh Jesus Christ, Hayden! <laughs> you smell that incense burning? <laughs> Oh my god, if I get wet from here. Welcome to the wild oh, dude, west, ladies no, and gentlemen. There's not even a sprinkler. I like your here. stand yeah, there. That's very fine. intuitive. You like that? I do like that. I love yeah, it actually. Dude, I actually got this from so I met this guy. He's real he was real mysterious and he was like hey, he was just on the side of the road. I was I, I was, feel like you meet a lot of mysterious figures. Oh yeah, definitely. Just on the side just of the road. Just prophetic figures. Yeah. 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 So I was I was at the grocery store and he was like, You do podcasts? I was like yeah <laughs> and he's like take this oh, wow. burn it at your next podcast mm. It'll, you'll be well on your way and then he left i got a feeling that's another bs story he, no dude mouth. he was just wearing a garbage bag <laughs> oh shut up sleeveless bro crop top should i tell them the story wow. you, crop top garbage bag. should i tell them the story you told me when, we, when we first saw each other dude go for it <laughs> you might get canceled i don't, I don't know if i you want you might to. get canceled for this one. really Okay, uh, I'll I'll give you the context. It was Your after it was after uh, the whole Minneapolis thing went down with George Floyd. Do you remember what you told me? I remember. Oh yeah, dude, crazy story. <laughs> Shut up. I remember. It was crazy, bro. <laughs> should I tell? You had should, me hook line. Should I sinker. tell them what what you fucking told me? Nah, dude. Don't, <laughs> don't, they don't. They don't need to know about that. Man. It was so funny, but. Your girlfriend was like, oh, my God, I'm going to kill this kid. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. And you, Go for it, dude. Let it and rip. we had Kyle fooled for like a month. So. Yeah, we, I t- yeah, I told a lot of people. <laughs> what, what was Well, the, okay, that's actually a true story. What I percentage was, of people believed you um, versus instantly calling BS? So a lot of people believed me because I, I sold it, dude. Here, I'll tell it right now. Because I'll, you, and see you if seem the like a pretty genuine guy. Oh, yeah. For the most part, but... I, you know, I'm a little bit cheeky yeah, He sometimes. is a little bit cheeky. He is a little bit cheeky. <laughs> I so, can smell the BS, though. So, <laughs> uh, so, you got a pretty good detector on you. So I go up to Blake. You know, this is after the summer. As we all know, unfortunately, George Floyd was murdered by the police. Um, and I was with my girlfriend a block and a half away from where it happened when it happened. So we were at a downtown coffee shop in Minneapolis when it happened. And, and I told people that, and I was like, yeah, it was really weird. I go, I go, Blake, you know, I was, I was, uh, was walking down the street about an hour before it happened. And this, this tall black guy, he comes up to me and he, and he, and he trips over my foot. We're walking on opposite sides of the sidewalk and he trips over me. I help him up and he goes, he looks at me dead in his eyes and he says, my name is George Floyd. Remember my name. And I'm like, that was weird. Then it all makes sense. Take the day, you know. <laughs> you, you. That was the first thing I think you told me <laughs> when you got in the car, and I was like, for a, for a second, I was like, shut up, no way. And then I could just, I could smell the BS just coming out of your mouth. <laughs> yeah, you know how it goes. But we did have Kyle. I had Jakey fooled. You did have me fooled. Jake and Kyle fooled for like a month. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, no way. I love it. 
That was the most ridiculous thing you could have said. But you did say it with a straight face the whole time. Well, that, yeah, he did not break character. No. Yeah, How long did you think about that before you said it? Oh, dude. Was that, was that was your like, whole plan after was, that happened? It was. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not my. I didn't. You were like, I got a really it. good joke about this tragedy <laughs> that just happened. I think I'm gonna say it. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't concoct the joke over a course of like months. You know, I think I. I think I just saw you and I looked in your eyes. I'm like, he needs to know this information. <laughs> was, was Blake your first? Contestant was I the first yeah, victim? Yeah, he was. He was my trial victim, and then I, I, mm. I got others in the. I snared others in the trap. Snared. You guys ready to get in some questions? Yeah, sure. Throw, Let's tackle throw, them. Throw them at. Me. Okay, so guys, as you all know, questionable answers. If this gets played on the radio, I'll be surprised. At this point, we've said a lot of <laughs> questionable things at this point. It is questionable answers, as you all you know. You are going to have to edit this. Yeah, I might have to shrink it down a little bit, but. Um, Questionable answers, follow me on the Instagram, DM me a question. We'll read it on air and we'll get the my fellow guest to answer it with me. It'll be a it'll be a grand old time. Right on. Love it, love it. All right, first question. So uh it's been a while since my last podcast and I've been procrastinating a little bit. So this is a question from several months ago. Thoughts on the presidential debate? Oh God! Wow, <laughs> what a can of worms! That yeah, I, we're I a little late know. to the punch, but all I remember is just like laughing the whole time, and I, I thought it was hilarious that they were like two old, like seven-year-old dudes fighting on stage. Yeah, it's crazy to me how that they're like seventy. It was seventy. It was funny though. Was like, it was really funny. Oh yeah, and that, and, and and that's like the sad part of it. Is it was basically a comedy show. <laughs> yeah. It was like a comedy sketch. Like, wow, we got to choose between these two made, guys. Made out of the American political system. And usually <laughs> usually SNL can like like weave it in some way where they like make fun of the presidential debates and it's funny and a good time. But I thought the presidential debates were way funnier than any sketches yeah. they did about it. That was basically an <laughs> SNL skit. Yeah. And then the vice presidential debate was probably worse. And then they, then uh, that fly landed on Vice President Mike Pence's head, and it was stuck there for like ten minutes. Uh, yeah. And I called it. I Dude, knew the media was gonna just jump on it. He's did. he's a robot, bro. Mm. How could he not feel that fly? I don't know. It was a little conspiracy, but he's probably zone. got probably got Botox. Yeah, just, just can't feel can't feel a vacuum thing. sealed to his face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he he entered that shock therapy that he had all the gays going to. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> it like tightens the skin. Oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh that's yeah, a little man. controversial, right there. Yeah, I love it. I love it. We're just speaking our minds. Nothing man. wrong is... with a little shock therapy. <laughs> Thoughts for the gays. Kidding, kidding. No, kidding. that's horrible. Love the gays. Maybe, maybe I'm. Oh, never mind. <clears throat> <laughs> Next question. All right. Um. Yeah, I thought it was hilarious. What video game do you most enjoy? We were talking about this a little bit earlier with the copy and paste style of mm. of Madden and, you know, what do you guys what what's a video game that you guys can go to and you just look at it, you just play it, brings you to a happy place. What is it? Let's hear it. Uh Should I go first? Yeah, you go first. I'm going to go with Mario Kart. Mario Kart. Oh, 
My I think goodness. It stood the test of nope. time. I think it's always repeatedly. I've said I've said it before. I'll say it again. Nintendo has mastered the formula of making games that are easy to pick up but very difficult to master. And I think that allows yeah. for a large a large amount of people to just be able to hop in and play it. And it's a fun arcade game, a fun drinking game to play with the boys. Right on. I don't have any complaints. You know what my go-to? Probably uh, Candy Crush. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> I used to like playing The Witcher. Oh, Witcher, Witcher 3. 3. Did you watch the uh, TV show at all? I did. What'd you think of it? Amazing. Really? Big fan. Okay. That, well, that Henry is, Cavill. That's, that's one of the shows that I watch. It'd be Witcher. Oh. That was that was amazing. What'd you think of Henry Cavill? <sighs> just amazing. He did good. He yeah. did good. Are they, uh, is that just a miniseries or are they going to keep on rolling no, they're, with it? No, they're still going. Their okay. Season 2 is being shot right now. All right on. Yeah. There and, you go. Well, he got he got hurt. I think he tore something. And but oh, they're back man. on they're back on set now. So, dude, I'm excited for movie theaters opening back up. I'm yeah. like fully in like these. Oh, oh yeah, because so many movies are being postponed and it's a drought right now. Oh, I'm looking uh, forward to the new Batman. Oh yeah, that's probably, oh, that's the, probably my number one. Oh, that that vampire guy, right? Robert Pattinson. Yes, Robert Pattinson. I feel oh, people are God. questioning his abilities. I feel like he's proved himself. Oh yeah. I, I feel he's, I he's taken on roles like Good Time. He's that preacher guy in that one movie on Netflix. He's oh uh, no, devil the devil all the time. You got it. Lighthouse. Lighthouse. He's amazing in. He can, dude. He can do it all. Dude, Lighthouse. Cedric Digg- Diggory, bro. Bring oh, my body back yeah. to my father. <laughs> Harry, bring my body back to okay. my father. He showed his potential early on, and he's following through yeah. with the I Bruce mean, Wayne role. The, the Twilight series was definitely uh, a miss. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Well, okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. So Robert Pattinson gives off like a little bit colder, darker vibes, right? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. This is exactly what DC needs to do, right? Marvel has like the younger, more happy, more, you know, throwing a few jokes here and there, yeah. like good at. DC needs to stop combating them in that area and and make like these more like serious, like a adult style. Real super- gritty. Really, yes. Gritty. Like down. the word for it. Like- Oh, yeah. Dude, I want. That's what I. That's what I view DC as. It's just that gritty, like, getting in the dirt kind of movies and games. That's what Gotham City is, bro. Did oh, you ever play yeah. those Batman Arkham? Oh, games? those were awesome. Arkham Asylum. Asylum oh. City. Gives me chills, Night. bro. I think we found the video game. models. Oh, Origins. Dude, let's go. Oh, all four of those Arkham amazing. games were amazing. Amazing. There's a new one coming out, but Batman's not in it. Dude, that's oh. that might be my favorite joke. What is it? Uh, I don't even know what it's called. It's it's Arkham, but I can't remember. Okay, I mm. don't want to diverge here too much, but you mentioned the lighthouse. Yeah, dude. I saw that like a week ago. Okay. What? What is the main? What is the supposed to be the takeaway of that movie? So okay, there's a lot of interesting theories going on, and I haven't seen it in a bit, so I'm gonna have to jog my memory. But it it actually tells the story of a myth. I think it's Prometheus. Prometheus, yep. And the lighthouse I see is like the intelligence of like God. Okay. And like, then so okay. and so like Robert knowledge. Pattinson is like yeah. a man figure and Willem Dafoe is like kind of Willem like a god Dafoe Willem Willem Dafoe <laughs> yeah. baby. He killed it baby. Oh, he's so dang good. He's amazing. He's a national treasure. He is um, a national treasure. Yeah. Quick aside before we get deeper into that, Tenet. 
Oh, we also so we movies. forgot about that. Pattinson did great in that too. Yeah, that was amazing. It's a little bit of a different role too. He's, yeah. he's like the Q character from James Bond. Oh my god, yeah, mm. yeah. But um, yeah. Anyways, Lighthouse. Um, I thought it was amazing. I thought the imagery of it's a really cool style. Yeah, of filming. Yeah, and I thought it was really immersive and it really like spoke to me. Super immersive on a level of like. Wow. Spoke like, to you. Yeah, dude. I just remember that feeling of like, wow. Oh, oh it's, it's got some shock value to it for sure. Yeah. How did you feel while you watched it? Well, when I finished it, I was like, okay, there's got to be some message here that I'm missing, right? Because, uh, I mean, that it was a very well put together film, but I'm like, I'm missing the bigger picture here, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it I, just kind of ends in yeah, like a it, weird it end. fever dreamish kind of way. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then I just, like, I did some research. I, I think you're right on. I, th- I think it's just supposed to tell the story of some myth about, like, Prometheus and, like, some guy who's, you know, cursed to keep living. Like, I saw something where it was, like, uh, those two guys in it. One is just the younger version of himself. Mm. And he just keeps living in this cycle. Interesting. Because, um, you know, like, when Will's like, like, when did that boat come here? How long have you been here? When did you even get dropped off? You know? And, and he can't think. He, he doesn't know when. Um, and then it just cuts to them, you know, drinking kerosene water and singing some sea shanties. But, uh, <laughs> um, yeah. It definitely, it's a, I think the director, I can't think of the name, but I think he said, like, it is supposed to raise more questions than it answers. Mm. But I thought it was, you know, kind of interesting. It's very unsatisfying as a consumer, but. Definitely. I thought another film that did that for me was Midsommar, but Midsommar yeah. did it in a way that wasn't as satisfying because they they were less intentional with what they were trying to do, and it just sort of, like, went along. But Lighthouse, they put in these elements that were, it was like, whoa, they put that in there for a reason. Right. And, you, and you, right. the viewer had to go the extra mile to kind of decipher what was going on. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it was... It's it's one of those movies that you like think about the next day, and you like you can spend hours thinking about it and gaining new insight from it. Yep. Yeah. Midsummer was um I could it was like one of those where I could see what they were trying to do with it. And I I did enjoy it. Um, I feel like I just got taken out of the film like too many times while I was watching it. Right. But what they did do was very interesting. Is like it's all in broad daylight, but it's still very unnerving. Did you see uh what Hereditary the other film? I hadn't, I but I heard it was better. I like Hereditary it was better. Yeah, it is like scarier, and they do have some of those cheaper like scare tactics in it. Uh huh. Um, but it did have quite a few like shock value pieces to Hereditary, and it's yeah, it's it's very and it's the whole I think the whole plot and point of Hereditary is way cooler too. It's it's very interesting, different than what you think. It ends up you're like whoa. Okay, and it'll make sense now, but very interesting. You'll have to check it out. Yeah, I'd recommend it. <laughs> it's a little wreck from Jakey. I love no. it. I love it. <laughs> Do what you will. Blake, what you got over there? What you got going on? I don't know. Just taking in the vibe, you know? Right Dude, on. it's <clears throat> underrated. It's, it's immaculate, bro. Got that incense going, you know. Mm. In Probably. a locked room, by the way. <laughs> no airflow. <laughs> Don't tell KNDS. <laughs> I think whoever uh, whoever comes in after is going to know the questionable answers podcast. Is yeah. Going on in here. Oh yeah, it's beautiful. All right, next question, guys. We got a good one. Hand it to me. How much 
value should we place in our relationships? Kind of open-ended. Someone mm. did write this in. That's a good question, though. Yeah. Because I think I, I think what we do as people is we place a lot of value, whether we like to or not, on our position in our families and in our friendships and sort of like to gauge how well we're doing, you know? Right. I think there's almost four areas of like relationships. There's this guy. This guy come prepared. There's Here there's the family. There's the family, which is like obviously your mom, your dad, aunts, uncles, grandparents, and then there's your significant other, and then your your friends or people that you consider friends, and then acquaintances, which would be like coworkers and stuff. And it's like I think putting an emphasis in my life i put an emphasis on my significant other the most mm. just because that's almost what keeps me grounded do you think everyone's different yeah like, i think everyone's different some people put an emphasis on like their family like all the way and they would drop everything for them blood is thicker than yeah. water type dealio mm. but for me how do you feel about that about the blood is thicker than water yeah thing? you know if you're thinking like okay so have you seen yeah a godfather Another Italian movie. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Sadly. it fam- it's like family is everything. Yeah. You know, you can, you can, if you, you know, betrayed by a friend, donezo. However, your family gets more leeway and whatnot. And I think, you think that's fair. I, I, I don't think that's fair because family can stab you in the back over and over and over again. But if you're just going to look away from it every single time because, oh, it's blood, then it's like, do you think you owe your family more than you would others? It depends. I think I think it really depends on how much they've actually done for you. I mean, raising you and bringing you up is obviously it's no easy task, but was there like was there love there? Did they actually mm. want to bring you up or were they like on you every single day? And they treated you like a nuisance cuz oh, you came into my life and I didn't want it. Whereas, like, relationship with with your friends, like, those are genuine. Or more, or they should be genuine, unless you have some toxic friends that just suck, which is pretty much high school girls. But, but putting, I, I'd say that leeway is going to be dependent on, like, how, how much your family has done for you and how genuine that, that those actions actually were. And same with, like, same with your friends, obviously. I mean, obviously, your friends don't owe you much. Uh, they sh- don't owe you as much as your family should, but, I mean, I, I wouldn't say that blood is thicker than water. I'd say it's the same viscosity. That's a vocab <laughs> word right there. Yeah, it's a big word. Eighth grade science class, thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pulled that one out uh, of the power dictionary. Power house of the cell, power house of the cell, quickly, quickly. Mitochondria. Oh, right on, right on. Mitochondria. Okay, we're good. We're back in business. <laughs> <laughs> What do you think, Jake? What do you, how much value should we place in our relationships? And I think Blake was dead on. Like, there are these different... There's platonic relationships. There's romantic relationships that we seek out. Nope. Yeah. And, I, and they well. vary, you know? They're, there's different levels of... If you look at people like onions, you know, there's different oh, layers, ooh. and you got to let them in different layers. A little uh, Shrek yeah, wisdom there. Shrek well reference done. there. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. You're an all-star. <laughs> <laughs> um... Uh, yeah, I, double entendres. <laughs> I think it it's uh, I, you know, like Blake said, it's it's different for everyone. Um, I think 
how much value you place like relationships in general I, I think is too broad it's it's how much value should you place on a certain relationship and that depends upon the relationship right um and there's there's a lot of factors you have to include in there like how happy do they like does that person make you feel um how do they make you feel more uh, uh content or satisfied um do they make you a better person uh, there's a lot of factors you have to include in there and i think that's how much uh value you should uh put onto a relationship and it's a reciprocal type deal and that's why like friends are so much easier in my opinion to value right because it's one of those things where you say yes to being their friend and they say yes to being your friend it's it's reciprocal right mm. um and it's almost like this un unconscious agreement to help each other out and and the more you help each other out the more value placed on the relationship the stronger it gets um and, and it's kind of like a, a positive cycle family's tricky um because the relationship even with especially with parents it's not always mutual there's always going to be this like roof over my head situation with kids that you have yeah. to provide them and it's it's almost impossible to think about how much you value family family relationships like a clear head right mm. um and, and and for me it's the uh, family relationships are extremely volatile and i think that's like family everyone has a different family dynamic but it's like you know if there is one person i sacrifice anything for it, it you know it'd be my mom right um but the person i also probably give the least amount of patience in the world is also my mom mm. so it's uh it's just weird it's weird yeah. and, and it's it, i think it's 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 tougher to um i i i I think depending upon the family, for me, it's I grow up more around outside my family. Um, and then when I'm with my family, I really have to put to use what I have learned. It's very easy to return. That's something I found out about myself returning home from college. It's very easy to return to the state that I used to be in mm -hmm. of like, this is my high school stuff. And it's like, well, I'm like a different person. And it feels weird because there's not that consistency right right and it's you know your family's seen you at every point in your life no one knows you really better than your family um so even if you have changed as a person right uh improved yourself or you know on the flip side you, you know gotten worse or whatnot it's 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 more difficult to portray that because they've seen you at every checkpoint in your life right um but you know whether you like it or not um we're all here today because of our family um and i think that is worth you know in a substantial amount of you know respect and, and whatnot so it's it's not it's something that you can easily forget about no. even if you've been betrayed there's this deep well of emotions that you find with people who you grew up around right on right on <clears throat> that's one thing i noticed going home back when you said talk about going home and like you felt like your high school self i as soon as I went home, I realized how much I hate living with my parents. <laughs> like, just, I cannot stand it. Just their, like, it. idiosyncrasies that you notice? It's it's really easy to lose your temper and your patience with family. Mm. Vers oh, yeah. Versus, like, like, I would never, like, yell at, like, a friend. Like you would have you to give do them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, with your family, it's like the opposite. You'd have to yeah. do. You'd have to do something really drastic for me to like blow up on you, and a significant other. Even you'd have to like go out of your way and like just 
destroy me for me to blow up on you. Can I add to that? Yeah. What I think the biggest thing that, that contributes to that is with friends, when they do something wrong or do something that, you know, angers you don't you. like. The ang- exactly. That's a good way to put that. Angers you. You you can easily find time to separate from them and, and either cool down. And if it's like the fourth or fifth time they've done something that's really like violated, you know, your principles or morals, you don't really owe them anything to um, keep putting up with it, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Obviously, a lot, more, a lot more factors to that. Um, you can cut them out pretty easy. Yeah. Right. Uh, and, and that's, you know, it's, that's a big decision, right? Um, but that's it's all. But with family, that's like not really something that's an option. It is, but that's just absolute last resort, and it's tough to get there, yeah, right? So it's almost like you have to, yeah. You, you just you, you have to put more work into your family, yeah. a lot more work. Another thing about family is they know how to push your buttons. Like you've been living with them for at least eighteen years, and they know everything that just ticks you off. And some families use that against you. Yeah, like you get, especially you get, younger siblings. You, there's, mm. I, I always, I that always, was me. <laughs> <laughs> I always see like stories, or I'll go on like TikTok, and it's like a video about a controlling parent and stuff, and they just, they just know how to, just like they'll use an event from your past and just tear you apart for it, and just like, it's one of those things where like. You, you keep bringing, like, the same thing up, like a mistake that you made, and w- especially with family, you're just going to lose it over it. Mm-hmm. Like, you would just blow up on them. And that's that's kind of how I feel with my family, and I kind of just avoid going home. What's the rem? But, like, that can't be the remedy. You know what I mean? There, there has well, to be. Well, it can be. be. It certainly <laughs> yeah, can it, be. It can be. But I feel like there's a better. But unless. unless to flip the script. Unless you know, they're to, willing to, to change and actually hear you out, it's not going to change, but. Mm. I mean, and I don't think most, because everyone's like hard headed, and they don't want to switch their position. So it's like, I mean, you're gonna be stuck in that cycle forever. Yeah, especially with family, because they don't give up easy. You gotta be open with family. It's tough. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You you open yourself up to a lot of flack, and uh, you often get. I feel like around family, get a lot more emotional responses than you know. Uh, logical ones, yeah. right? Um, I think it just takes more time for that openness to develop, uh, like a change in behavior. Mm-hmm. But in that moment, it is, it is, it, I mean, you're just you're gonna be with family for the rest of your life, you know? Like they're always gonna be yeah. a part of you. So it's important that they understand where you're coming from. And then uh, it's a two sided coin. You're gonna do stuff that's gonna push their buns. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's important. So if you take that first step, be open, show them what's up, uh, you guys can only hope that they reciprocate it. Yeah, I think that's great advice. All right, next question. We got... Fancy, fancy. All right, we got a, we got a good one. My grandpa died and we were really close. He understood me more than my dad <laughs> does. His willingness to listen without judgment brought out the most meaningful conversations i'm struggling to replace his presence with anyone else any advice for me totally yeah i went through that my father passed away and um i so i i know at least similar to what that guy's going through and uh it's it's you know there's no easy cure to it um 
biggest thing for me was uh, back home, I have a very solid, sturdy group of boys um, that – so, like, the biggest thing for me is uh, you want to have a male role model for a young man. We crave having male role models that we can look up to and learn from it, and almost like the guy with all the answers, right? Um, so one solution to that is, you know, finding someone else that can listen like your grandpa, right? Uh, but that's much easier said than done because, you know, relationships take loads of time and effort. Mm. Um, but for me, it was, you know, these these boys, it's it wasn't it's it wasn't just one person I could go to, but each one of them had their strengths. Um, and I, I looked to them for their strengths when I needed in certain situations. Um, so it's, it's almost you have to kind of change your uh expectations on what you know a young or what a male role model will do for your life you know um and you know we're just we're just guys searching for answers and you might have to change where you're looking for them so it's it's not easy it's tough but uh i think i'm you know i've grown a lot and become a better person for it and uh i guarantee you uh you know you're uh you're a stronger guy than you think so I, I I think I'm assuming it's a it's a dude if he's yeah. talking about his dad and grandpa. So, um, I think you nailed that. That's 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 my perspective on it. Yeah, Blake, what you got? I got nothing for you. Yeah, dude, I think you nailed that one. Because I, I, I even even if even if he didn't nail it, I uh I got nothing because <laughs> I've never lost. Like, I haven't had a death in my family in I think 18 years. Do you worry about that? I do. Yeah. Do you worry that it's like coming one day and it's yeah. gonna devastate you? Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely my grandparents. Uh, pro my dad possibly in the near future with his job maybe. That's your dad's a police officer. An, right? Yeah, it's an ever growing fear. So we'll see what happens. But I'm I'm curious. Uh, I don't mean to diverge too much, but uh, dude, diverge wait. away. All right, <laughs> we're going on the bunny trail. Um. So, with all the stuff that's been happening with uh, the cop backlash, especially in the cities, uh, Minneapolis, I know freshman year before all this happened, you you said you want to be a cop in the cities. How has that changed? I still want to be a cop in the cities. Right on. Still in Minneapolis. Good for you, man. Good for you. Be an agent of change. Yeah. I I actually want to be like, like in the dirt. That's that is wor- that is my goal. Down the trenches. Would be what a respectable like, man. Would be like. In a community that is just like, just down on its knees and try and like bring it up, hmm. and I think that's probably where I'd, I'm probably gonna end up there anyway, because I'll be on the bottom of the totem pole. But we'll, we'll see what happens. And an end game for you is you want to be like, FBI I want to work for right? the Department of Homeland Security and their Human Trafficking Division. Right on. That's my goal. If I can go there straight out of college, I will. But probably won't be able to do that so that's respectful man i yeah. like that we'll we'll see what happens but i love that yeah it all starts here man it does it all starts two here. more years maybe two yeah. more years at nbsu and i'm out of here wow that's crazy to think done yeah. with, done with fargo god bless it god bless <laughs> right on all right next question um Is dental just, sorry hello <laughs> Uh, what, what were we saying? I'm on it. Uh, I was just gonna say Fargo's like purgatory. Oh, it is. <laughs> <laughs> You're just stuck here. Yeah. 
Just the tundra. Endless tundra landscape for miles in every direction. Dude, it depresses me. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Like, you go over the bridge to go to, like, West Fargo, and it's just, like, train tracks and shit. <laughs> and all the fossil fuels yeah. they burn oh, to keep yeah. this place around. We got a smokestack. Just fumes. We got one on campus that I walk by every day, and I'm just like, oh, that's nice. Gotta heat the campus. But then again, you gotta think about, like, that's one smokestack that we have to run the whole campus. Yeah. We're not causing much of a dent. Yeah. Versus, like, every corporation in this country. Yeah. It's just so obvious because it's, it's in the middle of everything. Yeah. And it's, you see it every day. You could, but you could see that thing The stuff that they anywhere. hide, the stuff that they, like, tuck away, like, the giant factories. We, like, we've probably got a nuclear power plant underneath us right we've now. We've probably got nukes underneath us. Probably. Oh. got a silo. You guys want to go look for them that, after this? Yeah. <laughs> that, that smokestack is actually a nuclear silo. Whoa. You just got put on a list, Blake. Yeah, I probably did. I'm going to get shot. <laughs> Dude. Welcome to the FBI. I'm getting taken down for sure. Uh, All right, guys. Next question. Dental floss or mouthwash? Dental floss. Oh, really? Okay. I don't think that's an, an or type question there. You're going both or neither. Oh, both is definitely the best, but you for sure need a floss. Well, you got to choose one, Jake. That's the oh, nature of the question. Oh, I'd go floss. I don't know. It's kind of like. Uh, I mean, you got some nice teeth, Jake. It's like, would you rather oh, have a sandwich oh, or I don't. Or, all right. <laughs> They're all right. I like it. I'm coming for you. Coming for you. I just like the you way Jake's teeth. Let's put a grin on my face, Blake. Yeah, let's put a grin on my face. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So, what were you saying, Jake? Proceed. I think that's a flawed question. You know, it's like, would you rather have a, a sandwich or tomatoes? Like, tomatoes. a sandwich with tomatoes is better. What? He's, he's, throwing a, he's throwing a wrench in my analogy. Yeah, this guy. Nah, I'm just, I'm just I, This I guy's undermining it. you on the uh, podcast. I <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I feel okay. like. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to be honest. I have never in my life, I don't think I've ever used mouthwash in my life. You going to answer? Or are you just going to. I think mm. convenience, <laughs> we're going mouthwash. I love mouthwash. I like the way it makes my mouth taste. Um, I like the way it swishes around, and I like the way it kind of burns a little bit at the end. Oh, not a you like that? I like, yeah. Wow. I'm a little bit of a sadist. You're just in along that for the ride, yeah. Yeah. It's like a bucking bronco. Down and dirty, just in the grunge, you know. <laughs> so what flavor is that? Cumin? It's uh, actually bubble gum. Copenhagen long cut. <laughs> is that how we do it in North Dakota? Uh, it's, a lo- uh, it's, it's a soft spot for sure. Yeah. That's how we do it in North Dakota. Yeah. Spit don't South. swallow, man. <laughs> tell you. All right, next question. Um, <laughs> oh, dude, we got a good one, bro. All right, yeah, we got a, we have like quite a few to get through. Okay, I'm in love with my friend. Before you start this, oh, Jakey, okay. Jakey, I can give you a ride to the old Welly after this. Wow. What time do you, you want to you want to drive me back to my house? I'll get my pants yeah. and my shoes, and then we'll. What time do you start work? Uh, yeah, Jake came in here without pants. Minutes. I was like, Oh, you, he's wait, like, dude, uh, only my only my waist and I up just, is gonna I show. Want, it, you started you know, eight. I, I wanted to remove any barriers between you and me. I want this to be as hard to heart as possible. And I thought my pants would just wow. get in the way of that. So, free yourself, yeah. man. Exactly. Spiritually, you start exactly. at eight o'clock. Right on, yes, sir. Right on. Am I gonna see you there? No, I, I went this morning. He's a bit of a gym rat. I go in the I go in the mornings. I go in the afternoons. Mm. I go in the night. It's because you're an animal. 
All right, no, a question. <laughs> okay, all right. Next question we got. I'm in love with my best friend. Yeah. That's How? Juicy. Well, it's not, it's not over yet, Jake. Oh, oh no. God. How can I tell her this? I'm ashamed and I'm losing my friendship. Well, I think you got to be realistic about it. Is, is there a possibility she feel the same way? Right. Yeah, don't be down in the dumps already. Yeah, you haven't even tried. This is what you got to do. Go outside of her house with a boombox. I'm guessing you live oh, in Throw Fargo. some pebbles at her window. <laughs> yeah. Play some Nickelback. <laughs> yes, dude. Which song, though? Speaking from... Look at this photograph. <laughs> wow. Get a photograph of you two on your f- when you met. Oh, yeah. Photoshop it if you have to. Any heart frame. Yeah. You got you to gotta get out of the friend zone, man. You're too deep in there. You're already accepting rejection. It, it, that's that honestly... What I, honestly, yeah. If you're a guy... You got to put it out if there. If you have a guy or a girl, whoever this... Is it a guy? I'm guessing, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a guy. Uh, first, make sure you you know you have enough self respect for yourself, and you know you you think is someone that's primary dating material. You got to get there, man. Yeah. Uh, you can't just you don't want to get into a relationship and then just have to like rely on them constantly. For and if it doesn't you know? work out, who cares, man? You tried. You can't sit in this weird place where you're losing her friendship while you're in love with this woman. What are you doing? Yeah. No, I don't know. It's you got to make the first move. That, that is weird. I, I haven't really had ex- any experience like that. Cause I I try to keep that separate. Yeah, it gets sticky. It um, gets oh, yeah, it gets I, sticky real quick. I've got a different take than you two. Oh, let's let's hear it. Let's hear it, Mike. <laughs> My take is don't bring it up. Really? My from from anecdotal personal experience. I don't think this guy's seen The Office. You're right. I have. Well, I have, but Jim and Pam, bro, it's inspiring. Yeah, but that's fake. <laughs> that was complete. That was writers. Dude, that's real, bro. <laughs> that's real, dude. I don't want to live in a world where that's not. Oh real. God! But from personal experience, you you're gonna have to feel out this situation. Like you're gonna have to really dig down deep, and you gotta like be honest with yourself. Does she feel the same way? No. And if she doesn't feel the same way, do not even think about bringing it up. That doesn't torture you a little bit. You're like, oh, what could have been? I'm just I'm just te- teaching from my mistakes. Oh really? Oh yeah. You brought it up. I brought it up. Well, what oh, happened? Yeah. I got shot down. Oh. And then that relationship was just never the same. I'm guessing. It's been a little weird. Right. Uh. What do you mean by that? Just like a little. <laughs> so get, there's a little tension there. You could feel it. We went from, we went from like being best friends, and then I brought it up, or we kind of like. That's the thing with women. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> this is not going to be a misogynistic take. <laughs> but with this girl, it was like, as soon as you got interested in her, her interest for you just whoosh, disappeared. And then as soon as I was uninterested, her interest came back and then she would start flirting again. And then I'd start flirting again. Such fickle creatures. And I get, yeah. I get back into it and I'd feel like it was the time. And then whoosh, she'd disappear again. And we have this summer, we at, we have not been close in the past two years, but for my, I think sophomore and junior year we were sophomore junior and half a senior year we were close, mm-hmm. and then I went to college, and things changed, and then we kind of. How you feeling right now? Did some stuff. Maybe you're. Are you the guy who wrote this in, bro? No. But uh, maybe you need the boombox. <laughs> but we did. We did some <laughs> some things that we should not have done this summer. Okay. And needless to say, I am now pretty much unadded on everything. <laughs> oh, that's not good. 
But like, there is no emotional like connection with that person for me anywhere. So that's good. Hypothetically, but like you got over the hump. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, you did. That's just part of growing up. Like, I just grew up and realized that. Like, but even if that this isn't meant to be, I think he needs to find that out the hard way. Like you did, because you grew from that experience. Hey, he can go for it. But I'm just telling you right now, save the heartbreak. Yeah. You're going to save yourself a lot of time. Yeah. Because it takes months. Dude, I'm a, I'm a romantic kind of guy. I say put it on the line. I say you're probably going to get your heart broken. But I'd, I like that, man. I'm more scared of a man who's never had his heart broken than a man who has. Mm. I've had it. Broken one too many, uh, three too many times. <laughs> so, are you oh, a better man, man for it? Oh, for sure, but I wouldn't uh, recommend it for the average consumer. Yeah. <laughs> that don't look like a man who's gotten his heart broken. Yeah. Keep it together. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think it's one of those where it's like, uh, it's greater risk but greater payout. So mm. if you think you got a decent shot, go for it. But you have to be honest with yourself. This is a high-risk stock. Oh, to yeah. be as, as a very volatile high-risk stock, yeah. 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 Are you ready for the squeeze? It's coming. <laughs> I love it. Uh, all right. How many eggs can you eat in an hour and why? Somebody wrote that in. How many eggs? And really wants advice on this question. I don't what know. Do think, most, I've, most eggs. Oh, I eat like eight eggs a day. Eggs are so good, man. I eat them in, I eat them in one sitting. How do you make your eggs? Scrambled. Eat them all, eight eggs in one sitting? Oh, yeah. That's a lot of eggs. That's a, like, just a plate of eggs. You got to put it. It takes a while. You put Frank's Hot on them? No. Nothing, no? There's nothing on that. It's a game changer. Nothing. Not, there's no salt. There's no pepper. It's just straight eggs. So it's just a means of nutrition oh, yeah. for you. F- food for me is almost just like fuel in the tank. Whoa. Can I, can I give you like uh, a, Monte Carlo. a game changer, Blake? Let's hear it. All right, it's called Jakey's Breakfast Slammer. Oh, what is this? Okay. So is there a bush light on the side, too? Oh. Uh, <laughs> you know, like a, uh, only on, only on Saturdays before the <laughs> NDSU Bison games. <laughs> Listen, if you want to throw a bush light on the side, I'm all for it. That's you know? Do it. Dealer's choice, really, there. Uh, the, the drink is not included, so you can make it as spicy as you'd like. Um, and, and honestly, Jakey's Breakfast Slammer is more of a canvas than anything. On which I want you to write, but here's how I write my canvas. All right, three eggs, salt and pepper, cheese, scrambled Frank's hot sauce, two slices of toast, butter and jelly, maple and brown sugar, oatmeal, two slices of bacon. You will come out of that a happier man. You lost me at here's how I write my canvas. I'm in. <laughs> all right, all right. That would be an interesting little little breakfast there. Oh, it's. It's delicious. You gotta say. It is delicious. I think I think I'd make a great employee at Kroll's, I'll be honest. Probably. Wow. Should add to the menu. Call it Jakey Slammer. Right on. Get, right we on. should get in there. We should go there. We haven't been there in a long should time. Should I sell my intellectual property? Eh, Would I be a sellout? For the right price. For the right price. <laughs> Hundred million. Yep, that's good enough. Don't settle there. Come on. <laughs> that's your first bid. <laughs> first bid's five hundred million. We'll get it down to 100. Well, I do not accept oh, your first bid. Let's let's skip straight to your second offer. All right. What what's that going to be? <laughs> 499 mil. <laughs> I'm going to revolutionize crawls. Not 500. From the ground up. From the up. ground From up. The cr- New menu items. Oh yeah. Jakey Slammer. <laughs> <laughs> Say it like that. Too. Sound like Heath Ledger's <laughs> Joker over there. <laughs> I get a little crazy about breakfast food. <laughs> now, here's the thing. I can't, dude, take it away. Take I, it away. I got these scars. My father was 
one night he comes in the kitchen. <laughs> I'm scared. I dude, I used to, I told you about this. I used to like choke my brother out. And I used to like the family love we were talking about. I used about to earlier. recite that whole like that whole thing where he grabs Rachel with the knife. Oh yeah. I used oh. to recite it. Dude, to I and I Rachel? envy the older yeah, brothers, nice. man. I am the older brothers. Oh, they must have the time of their life. Oh, dude, it was fun. Just <laughs> dude, beating the hell out of them. I was put through the ringer as a little brother. <laughs> I, I wouldn't have changed anything. What, but what happened to you? <laughs> the war <laughs> stories. Unspeakable things. Flashbacks right now. But it's like, the thing is, it is based out of love. It all, you know, it really is, you know. It's and thing. my dad beat me down too, so it was like it was like it's like trickle down economics almost. <laughs> oh. <laughs> trickle down beatonomics. <laughs> That's a great and wow, right on. So he beats up on me, I beat up on my brother, and then. It just ends there, but yeah, it, just, it, yeah. it fuels. <laughs> it just fuels and festers yeah. in your little brother. Yeah, it until just fuels his hatred. Happens. His <laughs> hatred out for the he goes on the football field. Maybe that's what happened to the oh. Joker. It's full circle. Yeah, really. Your brother is. becomes. He goes from being Rachel to being the Joker. Yeah. Thirty years later. <laughs> Thirty, 30 years, years later. later. Oh. Wow, that's interesting. That's a hot take. That's a hot take. That is a hot take. I'm learning a lot tonight. We really are. You and me both. <laughs> All right, next question. We got, is Tom Brady the football goat? Yes. Yes. Undisputed. Yeah. I mean, what, what, I've had this discussion many a time, but, and I'm not really that into football, but it's like, what could... Oh, I don't like football. What could you possibly say that I'd do otherwise? A- everything else is subjective. Yeah, he is. Uh, it's a different sport than basketball, but he is the Michael Jordan of football. He has more rings. I think it's closer Michael between Jordan. Michael Jordan, LeBron James, and is between Tom Brady and the other QB. Well, okay, skill wise, I think there are other players who you can make an argument. Right, for. right. See, it's, but act, yeah. like he's yeah. always on the winning team, and there's something about Tom Brady's presence that he brings to the team that makes them succeed. I, yes, he has wide receivers. Yes, he has an offense. Yes, he has an offensive line on all the teams that he's won on. But he's winning games, like. Before He's executing. he just won with the Buccaneers, you could have made an argument for him not. Um, but now that we know it is Tom Brady and not just Bill Belichick's system, because everyone called him a system QB. Now he, right. I mean, his daughter has held more Lombardi trophies than, like, the Cowboys have won in the past three decades. Right? So it's <laughs> like, you can't really argue with that. You got a point. Yeah. Facts don't care about your feelings. I heard wow. an interesting stat that... It's more likely that Tom Brady goes to the, either goes to the Super Bowl or wins the Super Bowl than it is for Steph Curry oh. to make a three. Oh, that's, that's eye opening, right? And there. that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. He's the guy. And I don't He's even like be. football. <laughs> Did you see Who's that video goat, of him man? throwing the Vince Lombardi trophy? Yeah. On the boat? On the boat? That oh, that was uh, awesome. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's a man who's won seven Super Bowls right there. Did you yeah. see the videos? He was just hammered. He was sloshed. He was having a good time, though. Oh, yeah. I'm glad he's enjoying himself. Once that's he got rid of Bill Belichick, he could finally drink. <laughs> How do you feel about Tom Brady and his relationships with his son? That's hot, dude. Yeah. It's hot. Let it rip. <laughs> I wish my dad was Let like, it rip. I, I wish my dad was like that. Can use a kiss every once in a while. Oh, bring it back in, Sonny. Put your heart into it this time. Right on the left. How about you? How about you and me, Jakey? Come here. Should we? Are you Tom Brady or my Tom Brady? Oh, I'm gonna be Tom Brady. And I'm the son. I want to pick you up. Mm. <laughs> up the Super Bowl win. What do you do? I I go for a little ass grab. Mm. And I pull you up, real close. No room for Jesus. <sighs> Just. 
I'm sweating. Full tongue. Quaking. <laughs> just. Are you initiating with the lips? Or no. Just tongue first. Like just a, kind of flailing around the outsides of your corners like of your a, Like a torpedo. Oh, a torpedo. Yeah. Let's see the range on that tongue. Let's see it. Whoa. Whoa. A little scoop there, a little scoop and shot. Oh, there. yeah, dude. <laughs> what do you think that's for? I don't want to know. <laughs> that's for that's for Jakey to find out later. Yeah, yeah he'll find out. <laughs> You're definitely not airing this on the on the radio. <laughs> we'll see about that. I don't know, I don't know if the FCC is uh, going to like that. <laughs> I've missed this. I've missed this. This is this brings me back to freshman year in the dorms. Thing. All right, we got another one. We got four more. You guys got time for that? I know Jake's got work tonight. Let's so. rip him out. All right. Um, uh, this one's kind of it, – it, I'm going to be honest. Someone wrote this in. It infuriated me. But I'm going to read it anywhere, anyway because that's the kind of host that I am. It's probably you. Let the emotions flow. I'm Glop from the planet Space Boom, and I am here to collect all your chicken tenders and slaughter your eels. <laughs> so we come in peace. I don't know what to say to that. You guys want to – it's it's not even a question. It's more of a comment, really. Is that – means war, I guess. Do you yeah, alert dude. the Pentagon? Mutually assured destruction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what that means. I think this man underestimates how many tenders we have. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, – And how willing we are to fight for them. That's right. Yeah. yeah. We're Americans. God damn it. <laughs> we fight for our food. <laughs> So we can only feed the one percent. Yes. <laughs> you take one tendy, ten more will take its place, buddy. Exactly. All right? wow. You don't know what's coming. <laughs> you don't know what's coming. I love it. All right. Here's here's one that was written in by Jackson Nesmo himself. Oh, oh here we go. Nesmo, what a beauty. Why does my right nut hang lower than my left nut? Oh, I can't remember. I think it's something about walking. Oh, it is. And. So they don't hit each other. Uh, I, I can't remember. Maybe that's because otherwise that's a you got like a Newton ball situation, right? Yeah. Badoink, badoink, badoink. Yeah. Me, but let, if you got see. like, there's some like, why you know, does some torsion going on? Right? Why does one testicle? We're gonna get a we're gonna get a medical answer from that. Hang expert. lower than the other. Let's see. Uh, not this is lie, perfectly this normal. Really has my my gears turning. Either side may be slightly larger or hang lower. I mean, most parts of my body are symmetrical. My ears are symmetrical. My eyes are symmetrical. They all come in twos. My nostrils, pretty much the same size. Oh. So why is it that my testicles hang at different lengths? Why indeed? Uh, what what do you got there? I gotta go on this. Oh God, I don't want to look at this. Where my testicles hang lower. What should I do? What you got there, Blake? I don't know. Do both? Do both perform the same function? Hmm. What if it's like a left brain, right brain? Right. That's idea? what I'm thinking. Like he's more, you know, yeah. right nut than left nut. Interesting. That uh, makes sense. Whoa. I'm just shooting in the wind here, you know. <laughs> this is groundbreaking. <laughs> Hang on, boys. Why do I know? This is your body directs your scrum to shrivel. When it is cold, your body tells the scrum to loosen up when you are too warm. We already know that, Blake. <laughs> I don't I don't know. 
I'm I'm guessing it's so they don't knock into each other like a couple of medicine balls at the gym, but that makes sense to me. I yeah, that's got to be it, right? I'm guessing. So when I'm doing in my when I'm doing my pelvic thrust at the wellness center, wellness wellness center. First time on a podcast, I'm a little nervous. (laughs) See my first rodeo. All right, we're just gonna go to the next question. Thank, it's probably thank God. Yeah, get get us out of this hell. All right, what are your? Th- oh, we already did that. What are your thoughts on the stock market? We already had a. We already had that. We had a gun. Yeah. If animals, last question, guys. We're gonna end with a bang. If animals could speak, which one would be the rudest? The rudest, cats, the probably, rudest. Right? Geese. Geese. Yeah, I, I was thinking cats too, but now I'm hearing geese. Now I'm like, okay. Geese or what would a goose say to me? I'm walking mm. through the park. <laughs> I'm uh, minding my own business. I go up to one, try to stick my finger in its mouth. What are you saying? Stick mouth. <laughs> uh, I, here's uh, honestly like I think geese are a bit more like they'll pick a fight with you on a whim, uh-huh. you know. Uh, and I, but I feel like at the same time. You know, once in a millennia, it could be a homie style. You know, they could be homies. Yeah. Um, cats, they just they just gotta be like subtly cold and rude all the time. You know what right. I'm saying? Like you're not getting a hint of life in there. Yeah, dude. Uh, that's, uh, that's the way I see it. If dogs could talk, that'd be lit, man. That'd be awesome. I wouldn't need a wife. Yeah. That's where I get all my emotional support. Be like having another Blake around. It would be. Be a beautiful thing. Give me your best bow wow. <laughs> what? <laughs> nothing. Nothing. <laughs> 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 Next question. <laughs> <laughs> what the? Heck? I don't know what that is. Ow! 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 Hey, give me an ow! 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 Like a chihuahua, <laughs> little pudgy. What dog would you be if you were a dog? You'd be a husky, dude. I'd be a husky. What would you be, Jake? Mm. Little Wheaton Terrier. I could see that. I could see that. <laughs> What would I be? I feel like he'd be. You'd be, be, oh, be, be one of those Austra- either that or one of those like Australian shepherd dogs. Nice. I could see that. Her and the sheep. What yeah. tricks would I know? Roll over. <laughs> Sit. Play dead. What would my name be? Um, uh, King Templeton the Third. King Templeton. Let's go. Oh. Royalty. Right on. Right yeah, on. There you go. Any closing thoughts to send the viewers out with before I, you know. This is probably going to be my last episode. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> What's going on? It just didn't go the way I thought it would. Oh. Well, I'm I'm <laughs> sorry. sorry. That's all. Uh, right. I, uh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It is what it is, I guess. You know. See you next lifetime. I'd rather die standing than live on my knees. Wow. Powerful. That's my closing statement. That's beautiful. Mic, yeah. mic drop. Right on. Wow. Right on. I'm going to let that resound for a second. I guess, I don't know, my closing statement would be, um, especially those in Fargo, you know, paradise is a state of mind. I love that. So, uh, but it's a lot better when you're on a beach. <laughs> God, I got to get out of here. <laughs> He's got to leave. Well, you two gentlemen are, are national treasures. <laughs> Guys, questionable answers. We're on the Spotify. We're on the we're on the gram. We're on the Apple Podcast and we're on the radio soon enough. Yeah, we just got to keep that content clean.
Right on. It's a work in progress. It's a little hard. <laughs> All right. Peace out, everyone. Make sure to write in. See ya. Goodbye, America.